Often we try to open the show with a night, a nice news item, nothing groundbreaking, mm-hmm. but nothing without interest. Right, at all. something that can spark, can spark discussion. Yes, I believe I asked you soon before we got rolling. Yeah, what's the dumbest news story that you saw this week? <laughs> That's uh, almost That's verbatim. The hook. That's the conversational asked. hook that I yeah. wanted to land on. Yeah, yeah. And I think what we both agreed on was the news that Tig Notaro mm-hmm. would be replacing Chris D'Elia in the upcoming Zack Snyder film, Army of the Dead. Yep. Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's a zombie movie, right? Yes. Um, so it, it's I... A, it, let me just be, be clear. Yeah. It's a Netflix movie. Right. So... Right. That's scarcely a movie at all. Whoa. I mean, what's the name of the... Uh, wow, I already forgot what it's called. The one we just watched with Charlize Theron a couple of weeks ago. That the was, Old Guard. The Old Guard. That was pretty good. As far as Netflix movies go, that was pretty good. I think Netflix has a varying level of control uh-huh. or contribution to y- things. Yeah, fair. And that had a solid base yes. in the, the comic miniseries. It was based on... Yes. This sounds like... Well, it sounds like Zack Snyder's not doing too good, right. career-wise, except for that huge, you know, sellout money deal he made with HBO, which is, you know, going to, it's going to pro- uh, profit him richly, but it's not like he's an auteur. He's not getting to make Sucker Punch. Right. Well, Army of the Dead is a zombie movie set yeah. in Las Vegas. Ding, ding, ding. We've got it. Yeah. We did right, it. Right, That's right. That's why I... I've maintained since the beginning of the year that yes. if you make a movie about a zombie outbreak, the final boss will be in Las Vegas, yep. which is why I'm not going to STLV this year. That's correct. Uh, and it's about a heist. So here's the, we had a dartboard. Yeah. And we went, or like a Plinko? Or what should, or maybe just like a Wheel of Fortune, like the the giant wheel, you know, that they spin and it's got the num- you know oh numbers on it. Oh, you're talking about the, the right. wheel of the Price is Right, yeah. uh, the Showcase Showdown wheel. That's, yeah, is that what that is? The Showcase is it... Showdown is the thing at the end. Yeah, but that's the wheel you spin to get into you, the you Showcase You must face showdown, the wheel, right? To, I can't remember get, what it's yeah. called exactly, but yeah, they say make a deal, face the wheel. They right. always said that on that show. <laughs> Uh, Barker or uh, Carrie, and yeah, so right. yeah, so that's uh, that's just a cobbled together from a series of scenarios and pitches, right? Uh huh. Doesn't seem great. No. Uh, you know, knowing what we know about Zack Snyder, and we don't know anything. I maintain not to kick a man when he's down, but I maintain that all the things that you hear, all the people who are getting you know canceled and, and shuffled off the stage because they're embarrassing. How hasn't this happened with? Zack Snyder yet, right? Or is he one of those guys that's like, you know, the, the bad guy in the movie who all of his lieutenants are like, they're they're doing the coke, you know, and mm-hmm. they're all getting high, you know, and the bad guy's coming and he's like, come on, you guys, we've got blades coming, we got to get ready. But he's the guy that like, he doesn't do, he because we couldn't imagine him having pleasure. You know, he's such a straightforward, yeah. focused villain, he doesn't do, you know, he drinks tea. Right, right, Decaf right. tea. Right. Right? Yes. Maybe that's the Zack Snyder. He's a guy uh, who sure. just creates and fosters a artless, you know, misogynistic sort of world for a bunch of other monster energy pounding dudes 
to play in. Takes a break, sips mushroom energy. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he's clean. You know, I don't want that around here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know, there's a there's a disconnect between me and the incredibly toxic and literal criminal people I hire, like Chris D'Elia. Right. How does that guy get through the gate if you're not if you don't care about that sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it took a long time. I mean, we've all been on pause. The production of this film has been on pause yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. coronavirus. But we knew at the start of this thing that Chris D'Elia was a creep. So I don't. And so know. why did it take this long to hire somebody else? I don't know. Um, Who, by the way, doesn't need this job and should be no. looking for better things? Right. Not to no. tell her how to run her career. Right. But we're getting rid of this guy from what I assume is already a toxic environment. We hire a uh, middle-aged, you know, lesbian comedian. Yes. I don't want to like title people, but you know, those are on her character sheet. Yes. It just seems like diversity hire to me. Oh, you yeah. don't like that? Well, guess what? Right. We've got a you know a lesbian comedian. How can you complain? Cancer about survivor. That? You couldn't right. complain about this. Right. Right. But all of her scenes will just be shot second unit in front of a blue screen, and they'll. That's just, what I heard. It's yeah. just it's just green screen and like one other actor. Which yeah, no, we're not we're not going back really, to Vegas. That sounds like really like a horrible. So I think idea. that's beneath her. I don't know why she took that job. I don't like, know why she did either. Just. What if movie. she's friends with Zack Snyder? Oh. Listen to me. Listen. No, Just I because don't she's not listen. necessarily a household name yet doesn't mean that she doesn't know a lot of people I know. in the franchise. You know, we talked a while ago, years ago, when she showed up on Star Trek Discovery, or it was rumored that she'd be on Star Trek Discovery, that she got her start. Um, I don't think she was writing. I think she was like a PA or something on Hercules the Legendary Journeys. Tig was? Yeah. Really? And that's how she met Kurtzman. Um, she might know Raimi. I don't know. She t- she knows Ted Raimi. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that's where she got like a lot of her, you know, early connections in Hollywood, which when you just want to be a comedian and do stuff, I mean, you don't really pull any of those cards, but she is on a major streaming show, Star Trek Discovery, thanks yeah. to her connection to Alex Kurtzman. So. Wow. Huh. So she doesn't need, why would she, does, why would she do this? She didn't need this. I honestly don't know unless she is friends with him or she was like you know i got this bingo list of movies that i want to be in and i got this zombie space here and uh, God, that's I, very possible and then i have this heist <laughs> space here and i could i could knock both of those out right now so let's do this I like, yeah i like that yeah it also could be i i imagine maybe there's like a you know it's her agent's birthday <laughs> and he's like tig Tig, come on. Stop saying no to me. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, All right, okay, you get one. This is your hall right, pass. Right, What zombie movie by Zack Snyder in Vegas? Great. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> and you're like, Tig, I don't know if you're excited about it or not. I mean, it seems like you, know, you have a very dry... No, really, this is... This is fantastic. <laughs> but see, again, I don't know if you're... It seems like you don't like this. I like um, no, I really want to do it. <laughs> so anyway, that's the, I don't know. We'll probably in digging through the news of which there's a lot. I'm sure we'll find something dumber, but that was up there. Uh, it's, it's pretty lame because like you said, I just, it's why Tig? you don't need, it's beneath you. So yeah, but you know, I mean, it's money. Yeah, I know. And who knows? Maybe she'll get her own Netflix thing. What happened to her show? Was that a Hulu thing? Oh, it only um, went like two no, seasons. No, that was Amazon. That was an oh, Amazon show. Yeah. 
Well, Amazon will pull the pull the right. Um, yeah, I remember. I think was it the same? Like they had. Am, do they still do this? Where they they have like a couple of shows where they pilot them and then like they they go they used to, to have series. that competition. Yeah, and I don't think they do it anymore. And and they had, but they might. I don't remember if it was the same year or if it was one after the other. But that the Jean Claude Van Damme yeah. show too, which the pilot of it got an order. Yeah, I know. But just one. The 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 pilot I loved, and the second episode was so disappointing. Well, we always say, don't hold anything back. I yeah, I know, but like, but you know, for people who have nothing else in their leave tank, yourself somewhere yeah, to just, go. Plus. Having survived watching like Warrior Nun the whole first season, uh, you of all people, I did it to myself. You everybody. of all people know. <laughs> yeah, well, you mean not listening to sage advice? Uh, you of all people know. Oh no, we can just take one thing and then just do an hour on that, and then there'll be another one thing that we can do an hour on. And this is TV. Yeah, um... Peyton Place would be ashamed of you. <laughs> I've never actually seen Peyton Place, but I'd imagine that there was a lot. Of, of stuff going on, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've actually ever watched it either, so uh, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, they 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 did. Uh, there was some through stuff with Warrior Nun, but the overall the writing was not great. Uh, it did not improve. So um, I, after watching the entire series, I would not recommend. <laughs> but uh, you know, nice review. Yeah, I know, right? That's it. That's it. Let's get into the show. We're the Just Enough Trope Podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Yukon Hana. And from talking about uh, one Wonder Woman, Tignataro, to another one, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out this weekend. Yes. In our long line of movie eulogies. Yeah, uh, right. We continue. Uh, we're going to eulogize Wonder Woman 1984, in mm-hmm. this case. Uh, by looking at the original Wonder Woman TV series. Yes. And I've got a few rugs to pull out from under you. Whoa. And the listeners, if they don't know. But we'll save that for later. (laughs) Nice tease. (laughs) Thank you. A show that I think was very uh, much modeled after Batman. I would agree. (laughs) At least initially. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then, for whatever reason, maybe decided that that wasn't the way that they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And they changed the show greatly for its second season moving forward. Yes. And so we watched the pilot and the repilot, the first episode of the second season. And we'll have thoughts yes. on that. Mm-hmm. We're also talking about the news today and what's going on with Cha. Uh, with with me? Yes. What? Um, let's see. What is going on with me? Well, don't dig around. If you um, don't have anything, then just go, I'm good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> don't, don't vamp laugh. I am not, to say. I'm not, uh, jeez. I've got I something to say. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say that, <laughs> that man, that cratered so fast. Sorry. I've got something to say. Uh, it's better to burn out than to fade away. But also, we are at number 78 on the iTunes chart for uh, American manga and animation podcasts, our podcast Sailor Noob. All right. Which you, if you are not listening to, the reviews are in. And buddy, the reviews are good. <laughs> People seem to like this show. Yeah. Uh, we're at 41 on the Canada chart. I know. I don't know why we got different... They have to weed out the the Moose Labatt Blue podcast, you know, know, when we come down to America. I don't know why there's a different chart, but 
Yeah. So um, above 100 on both of those. Different countries. Still not a new notable. So that's really cool. But if you like manga uh, and you like Sailor Moon and you like people talking about manga, but also uh, elements of Japanese culture seen in manga episodes. uh, And anime. It's that too. Yes. (laughs) That too. Even the greatest can make that mistake. Yes. Thanks for not belaboring it. Um, uh, come join us on Sailor Noob on your radio dial. <laughs> Just what, It's like when they say, like, they always say, uh, you can find it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And the thing is, everybody knows what iTunes is. Yeah. And yeah. then do the first competitor or just go, just cut out iTunes. Just say, Wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, right. It's the general thing saying. where you don't want to go through a thing. So you say, listen, on your radio dial. Well, I was going to roll my window down and like cut my <laughs> hand to my ear and just really squint. And I thought maybe I'd get it. But yeah, I'll try the radio yeah, one. Yeah, I was going to try a tin can and see yeah. if that would work. So um, wherever you listen to podcasts, that applies to this too. Yes. yes. Presumably you know how. Presumably. when If you're listening to this now... My e- guess is ear you listeners, would know, yeah. We welcome you. <laughs> All those squinters out there. Yes, exactly. Should we uh, talk about the news? Uh, yes, let's. Well, then let's do that. Oh, boy. Yeah? You know, they say no news is good news. Yeah. I agree. Uh-oh. It'd be a shorter show. It would be a shorter show. But yeah. there is uh, a bit of news, uh, and a lot of it is Disney news. <laughs> Well, Disney is a lot of entertainment these days, isn't it? It's pretty much 60% of the entertainment. Yeah. Uh, we've heard that Disney has posted its first quarterly, quarterly loss since 2001. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, that's a that's a that's not Two quarters a into this thing, run. they finally post a loss. So yeah, I don't right. think that's all that bad. No, no. Um, was it... So was that what 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 is it for? Is it for the summer? Like what are what is the the quarter? It would be like whatever the spring quarter is. Right? Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's yeah. Um I think everybody had a loss. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, so And here's the thing. Uh you know, biz, the, the 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 problem with businesses is there is no equilibrium. There is no stability. You grow yeah. until you encompass the entire solar system or you're doing a bad job, you get fired. Mm-hmm. And so companies only ever get run into the ground uh, unless you just start buying everything and you become other businesses become you mm-hmm. but companies only ever get run into the ground because uh, you know um, uh, Sour Patch Kids fine what a delicious treat I know yeah. they're probably owned by a candy conglomerate or whatever but probably. what a delicious treat it's not enough gentlemen we need Bit size of your hand, sour, giant Sour Patch Kids. They, they we have need really Sour Patch expanding. Gummy Worms. We need Sour Patch Ice Cream. Needs, we need Sour yeah. Patch Eye Drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need less orange in the Sour Patch, and we'll replace it with blue, which is kind of orange, but it makes Aaron mad because he can't have his orange, which is his favorite flavor of Sour Patch. We need Sour Patch Band-Aids that you lick and taste like And Sour at some Patch point, Kids. everybody goes, okay, all right. And then, like, the first quarter goes by, and people aren't buying this stuff because it's crap. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, you know, the, 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 we need time to penetrate the market. Right. And then you go to another quarter, and it's not looking good, and you start to promise the investors that we'll turn it back around. And then you got another, you go a full year. Everything's down because you've ramped up your production costs by 50% and nobody's buying all these new gross like Sour Patch Kid things. Tropical flavors. Yeah, right, right, uh, right. And then, the, you know, the guy in charge gets fired and mm-hmm. a new guy comes on and you reorganize. But it's probably to something else. Yeah. Or you try to make the old, idea. you know, you reorganize the, the old new initiative 
And eventually you just run out of money until Kraft buys you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just yeah. Like, that's it. And if businesses could just be happy where they were, Nintendo was totally happy to sell playing cards. Yeah, right. <laughs> and pachinko machines. Uh-huh. Until some idiot created a character based on his landlord <laughs> that was a plumber. <laughs> and now they have to deal with the fact that they're down this quarter. Yeah, right. Actually, no, they, they had a huge uh, last quarter. Remember we talked about that uh, there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. <sighs> Up over, was it 200%? It might something, be more. Something like that. Because yeah. you're, you're stuck at home. You're it playing video games. It might be 400%. Yeah, yeah. Which would be double of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope they don't take this too hard. After all, they did set worldwide all-time box office records last year. They did. With their films. There's a lot in the kitty. Mm-hmm. Let's just play it cool. Yeah. Get that second season of The Mandalorian out there. You'll be fine. Wait for Mulan. Even with, ha- even with Hamilton? Yeah, right. Somehow they're... What, a loss with Hamilton? <laughs> well, I we wonder how many about... people like like unsubscribed after they watched Hamilton once. <laughs> uh, well, they, they, oh, they just wanted to watch it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you thought like, I, like they were watching it in the middle and they were just like unsubscribed. The three pillars. Ready? First of all, everybody likes it. That yes. means it's bad, right? There's Whoa. nothing. Anything with that broad of appeal is not going to appeal to me. <laughs> Two, the kind of people that like it. <laughs> Sorry if you like it. I don't want to judge too harshly because I know here. a lot of people really <laughs> like Hamilton. Yeah, right, but with it in the Sailor Noon. <laughs> and uh, number three, uh-huh. every clip I see of it is just a ridiculous. It just looks like, why'd you show this clip? This can't oh. be the best scene in the in the in the play or the yeah, musical. Yeah, I don't. So, so I haven't. You know, I, Debbie I've, Diggs is gonna throw. You get out of here, Hamilton. You ain't got no sound. I'm gonna put your rhymes on the ground. Oh, a bunch of guys in wigs are going. Oh, <laughs> like, is this a skit? I yeah, I know. I I've I've heard at least part of the soundtracks. I have a really good friend who um, uh, really really enjoys it, but um, I I'd never seen it. Um, I wouldn't mind watching it, but like after listening to the soundtrack, I think we, you and I have talked about this off the air. Maybe I, I think Lin Manuel Aranda is um, a. Uh, I think he's a he's a pretty good writer. I don't think he's a very strong performer. Um, yeah, but I just so. called out. See, I that's that's the party line. That's fun to do is to attack him, and it is his whole thing. But I just called out David Diggs. I know you did. Who's amazing. Everybody loves him. I've really only ever seen him in Kimmy Schmidt, and I feel like they were happy to get him, but they're like, now what? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he just played like the guy that Kimmy didn't really fall in love with at the community college. Yeah. Yeah, good point. So I guess I got to look for other stuff that he's in because uh-huh. he's really good, supposedly. But it just doesn't, I, I don't know. It just seems weird. It, it am I making appeal. this up or do, does they, is there, isn't there a song where they, he, he, they, they go through different styles of rap because they're talking about like earlier laws or probably the articles of the fe- co- I don't federation remember. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And so they change like they're, they're like doing like Sugar Hill Gang rap style, <laughs> rapid and rap, Grandmaster Flash. And then they, so I just want to wait till they get to like the, um, SoundCloud rapper era. That's like the cutting oh, edge. That's the bill. That's the last. Goodness. That's the last amendment to the Constitution wow. of Rights, right? And then you get. And then that, that made me think, who's the six nine of the Hamilton rapping crew? <laughs> <laughs> and you know Benedict Arnold, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right. He tells yeah. on everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That, that so, makes sense. Yes. Absolutely. So I have fun around Hamilton, but I don't know if I would have fun Within watching Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But okay. I don't have to worry about that. I got something else to watch. Garth Davis is apparently headlining a list of directors to direct the Tron sequel that's going to star Jared Leto. Yeah, Your was, favorite. Was anybody clamoring for this? Well, I think people... Not to yes. just... Okay, yes. all right. People were clamoring okay. for, uh, for a Tron sequel. Okay. No one wanted... Jared Leto. Jared Leto. They all liked that blank Sons of Anarchy guy. That's him, right? Uh, I don't no, no, remember. it's a different guy. Garrett Hedlund. Garrett Hedlund? The, who was in the, the latest Tron movie? There was only... Oh, no, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett, Garrett Hedlund. Okay. Garrett Hedlund was the guy who is even more blank. It's like they photocopied Charlie Hunnam a couple times. So remind me. Yes. Uh, so I've seen. So there's only two Tron movies right now, correct? Yes. The, the original and then the the remake. Yes. Okay. So he was the blank guy in the remake. Yes. Which was how many years ago now? It's a while. Yeah, right? It's a long while. Yeah. I mean, the original was really good. I thought the remake was okay. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe if they could do something. Y- yeah. It, it, it will be a sequel? Well, here's the deal. Y- you want to bring back... I mean, Jared Leto, it's, it's not a draw. I don't know why they... I've it. heard a lot of people make similar comments. Yeah, like, I, why do they keep casting yeah, him? People don't really like this guy. But anyway, no. they keep casting him and stuff. Uh, Sony, I can understand. Why would Disney make this choice? That's a really good question. Um, they want some of that that heat, that Mobius heat. <laughs> Even though they basically, <laughs> they own that now, don't they? It's Fox. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't understand. Um, and in the in the end of the first, or the first sequel, second movie... Uh, Blank drives off with Olivia Wilde. Yes, I remember that. Does she break up with him or something? Thank you for bringing me into the flesh and blood world. We done. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't is. know. Because <laughs> you want to get her back. You want to... You get Jeff Bridges back, but he's... You know, we've, we've killed Clue, but Jeff Bridges could still be in the in the Matrix or whatever. Sure. And so you bring him back. You want to bring some of your people back. Yeah, absolutely. You finally, finally give poor... Um, What's his name? Uh, a chance to play the villain. Remember that year when he was just in movies and he was like, "I'm going to be in this later," but he wasn't. Killian Murphy. Oh yeah, he's I feel like, like in, that he's ha- in the Dark Knight. He's like, "I'm going to be big." It's like, well, you're going to come back for like one scene in like The Dark Knight Rises, and then he yep. was in um, Inception. And he's like, "Am I the guy that's just like sleeping the whole time?" Okay, cool. And then he was in this in the beginning, and like, I'm the tech CEO. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm Steve Jobs. But then, you know, he goes into the computer right away, and we just don't do that guy. Yeah. Good point. That happened to him a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot. A lot of promises being made. I feel like. Anyway, Garth Davis has directed basically one film, uh, 2016's Lion, which was a um, uh, Indian production, uh, kind of an arty movie. And this is just, you know, this is Disney's thing. Congratulations on having one. Movie that looked interesting, even yeah. though it has a sixty nine percent on Metacritic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here is a five hundred million dollar film. Why did they do this? No clue. It's Buzz? worked out great. It's worked out great so far. No, it hasn't. Uh, I don't know if you know anything at all about Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> I do. I. Uh... But it's coming back. Oh, jeez. We got big dad vibes coming from Zac Efron recently, and he's going to star in a Three Men and a Baby remake. Big dad vibes. What? So for he's been this like little, you know, this little otter, this little shaved down 
guy. And, you know, that was his, like, post-high school musical thing. He's like, I'm yeah. going to get ripped. I'm going to carry condoms around and have them fall in my pocket and be like, oh, oh sorry, is that... Is that is that a magnum? Yeah, that's mine. Okay. Yeah, right. There, right. Yeah. But now he's got this Netflix miniseries, and he's got a beard, and he's a little thicker, and he's just got you know he's got BDE, Big Dad Energy. Uh, so they're going to turn that into some movie magic when they remake Three Men and a Baby. And people were saying, and I think this is funny, they should have Zachary Quinto direct it because because Le- Leonard Nimoy directed Three Men and a Baby, so have oh, the new Spock do it. And I'm like. Oh. Funny, but clearly you don't know that Leonard Nimoy has a son who is a movie director. So just have Adam just Nimoy have director. him do that. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's ringing him up right now. Yeah, this will be on Disney Plus. So again, okay. not really a movie. And my thing is, isn't this premise inherently sexist? Uh, I well, mean, men they can raise no baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what what even happened in the first one? Like Nancy Travis just ditched the baby, right? She had a baby, and she was like, it's been so "I can't take care of this I've baby," and she dumps it on Ted Danson because we don't know whose baby it is. But I mean, it's Ted Danson's baby, right? And then she takes was off. Was it Ted Danson? Yeah, it wouldn't be Goots. Okay, and it I, wouldn't I be remember. Tom Selleck's. Okay, I thought I thought I thought Tom Selleck was like the main guy. I don't maybe I he don't was remember. the main guy, but it wasn't oh. his baby. The baby would have had a full, lustrous mustache if that was true. (laughs) They're looking at the baby. They're like, man, we're never going to find out whose baby this is. Baby's got a Hawaiian shirt on. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember they made a a sequel to it? It was three. What did they call it? It was like three men and a little little lady. And a little lady. I do. I think I've seen the sequel more than I've seen the original. Oh, wow. No, I, that, I watched both of those with my my best friend growing up a handful of times. We we really liked that one for some reason. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure why, but that one really spoke to us. Um, yeah, thanks, um, thanks for sharing your truth with me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, in other Disney news, and there's a lot. Uh, Disney has changed the name of the former Fox TV studios to 20th Television. Okay. This is how little, and remember, like 20th Century Fox Television is one of the most prestigious, uh, half of the shows that you've ever watched. And we're yeah. like, oh boy, I sure love Happy Days or whatever. Right. Don't quote me. I don't know that that's Fox. Uh, they've done a ton. The, yes. At the end of all the shows? Yeah. <laughs> Disney just does not give a rip because they're just like, ask 20th Television. That's just, it doesn't have the same range. You can to name it, it anything. Well, I know, right? Maybe like, Thanos te- television yeah, or something. I mean, you can do anything really, you want. That's a really good point. It's like, we'll kind of let you keep it, but we're going to take the oomph out of it. Like, why? Well, they're why? not really keeping it. I mean, they still control it. No. Um, but yeah, they're renaming it to just something so, yeah. It's just so mundane. It's not exciting at all. I, I mean, are they going to have, you have to get Fox and out stuff of like that too? Yeah, I know. Although I get I, that. they haven't really done that with the film side yet. No, but, but 20th doesn't. So you're a century behind and it has no proper name. It's what? just, is it the 20th studio? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, 19, 20. There you are. Why don't you name it like, like, like something with like century or something The House like of Mouse. Or, or, no, or, or like another word for 20th or, or something. Venti. Venti Productions presents. Better. No. <laughs> Thanks for thanks for playing along, but no. no. Okay, all right. Well, all the action's over on Disney Plus, so that's why they did that. And uh, another uh, beat in that action is that they have added a new uh, character or actor to the still in process Rogue One spinoff with Diego Luna. Hmm. It turns out that actress 
Adria Arjona is going to uh, be on the show as well. Okay. What has she been in? Yeah, what has she been in? What a great question that is. <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing? <laughs> she, oh. was, she was in Triple Frontier. She was in Good Omens. She's been in okay. some streaming TV. So this is perfect for her. Oh, okay. Oh, she's going to be in Morbius, too. Oh, okay. Because we have to double dip on all these guys. The yeah. studio system, back. It's back, baby. Yeah, kind of seems like that. And and the most crucial part of that is um, Congress just striking down the laws, the Paramount uh, Accords or whatever, allowing uh, studios to own their own movie theaters. It's uh, really bad news. Yeah, that's not great yeah. at all. So um, look forward to going to your Disneyplex soon where you can only watch Disney Disney films. movies. Yeah. You'll shuffle really in. Really want that. You'll shuffle in. In your gray outfit and your worker's cap, mm-hmm. and you'll sit down in a dusty chair, and then Vin Diesel will drive a car through the screen with a mouse's face on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help me help me make this work. <laughs> it's funny uh, because you know I talk about that famous 1984 commercial. That 1984 commercial was parodied yeah. recently by Epic Games, the makers of Fortnite. Apple delisted. Fortnite, the most popular game slash app on Earth in the yeah, human race. they delisted it. Like if they there's took no it other off. aliens in the history of the universe, uh-huh. they delisted it because. So this is kind of tortured, but um, I'll try to get to it fast. Um, Epic basically introduced its own currency. This is all about money. They introduced mm. their own currency that you can buy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, their their own company currency. It always works out real great the, whenever anybody store. does that. Yeah. yeah, fifteen tons. What do you get? A chicken dinner. Uh, you and so they did that. Apple didn't like that because when you buy the currency through the iTunes store or whatever it is, they get a piece of it. Mm. But Fortnite was trying to get around that. Mm-hmm. In retail, people that run Fortnite are little bitches. Yeah. In retaliation, Fortnite v- vastly dropped the value of that currency, allowing players to buy a lot more. Okay. Basically saying to players, you know, stack up on this currency. Sure, uh-huh. we're going to take a financial hit, but we created Fortnite. We're okay. Uh-huh. Line your pockets with this currency because eventually Apple's going to, you know, going to force us to to do their deal. Mm-hmm. But but you'll be stacked and then it'll cut into Apple's revenue. So okay. in response, Apple delisted the game from so uh, the from store. store. So yeah. you can't buy it or play it on Apple programs. Is yep. that, that the deal? Yep. You can't get it on an Apple device. Okay. Wow. So uh, Epic, and you can't put this together in a day. They were ready for this. These little mm-hmm. bitches have strategy. Mm-hmm. They released a uh, video that mocked the 1984 Apple ad in which, I don't know, one of their dumb guys with a with an ice cream cone on his head, you know, the stupid, <laughs> just the junk drawer aesthetic of, of Fortnite. Yeah. A guy runs in and he throws a cannonball or something at the screen and, it, you know, it's a picture of... Something that probably looks like Steve Jobs. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. Um, all right. That sounds about par for the course. Uh, so, in solidarity, Google also kicked Fortnite off of the uh, the Android store. Whoa. <laughs> yes. What? And then Epic turned around and sued Google. They've sued Apple and Google over this. Right? Yeah. Then Google went to OnePlus, the phone company, and who was working on, uh, they got a new phone coming out and they were going to do a, a Fortnite deal where, you know, you get something, you know, free X amount of currency or you mm-hmm. get something, you know, when you buy their phone and Google killed that deal. <laughs> so it's what? just, it's scorched earth in the corporate world right now. Oh yeah. my gosh. 
Wow, grow up, you guys. That's um, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, it's so petty. It's so petty. It's not petty. It's it's business. It's not. It's not personal. It's business. business. Yeah. So I don't know more developments on this thing that we don't play or do at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> but maybe we'll <laughs> report on that if something exciting happens. Uh, Disney has confirmed that Mulan will be released in China. Okay. But I don't know why I said it like Donald Trump. Uh, it's well, coming out. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I mean that's good because we we didn't know that that was going to happen. Or is it going to be released in any other? country in theaters it's been cleared for release in china okay uh, uh no release date has been confirmed okay it will be coming out in china okay and yes china has you know movie theaters in some provinces open yes yes but they were ahead of the curve on us uh on coronavirus and i think that they more or less handled it better than than the u.s has so from my understanding i don't know but i'd recommend you as a white house spokesperson because you seem to know more than they do <laughs> Uh, in some technically still Disney news, <sighs> New Mutants is uh, apparently coming out at the end of the month still. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little concerned. We should go, except for the fact that we're live and I want to save time. We could, we would do a thing where we just go on, let's go on the, the store and let's just add them tickets and let's just buy our tickets, you know, as a, as a bit of content. If we had a video uh, thing, we would do that right yeah, now. Yeah, right. But we're not going to do that. Oh my gosh. Well, how do you feel, like in all seriousness, with like the idea of like going to a movie theater right now, I mean, I miss it. I personally miss it because I like going to the movie theater and and watching movies. But I don't care. You don't care. It's like you know, people ride buses. You go. We go to restaurants, mm-hmm. and apparently, it's okay to sit in a room with forty other people because you're just at your table. Yeah. But it doesn't. If anybody is sick and doesn't know it. It's just going to go around, right? That's true. But at the movie theaters, I've been looking for an excuse to not eat jujubes and popcorn anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can get a drink and sip it down the corner of my mask. <laughs> I never have to take my mask off. I'm not going to sit next to anybody. No, I'm not sitting next to anybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm they fine. won't even let you sit next to I'm anybody. I'm fine with that. Now, yeah. I, I, that's for me. Like, that's how I plan to comport myself. But I know other people might not be as careful as me. And so I think it's probably a good idea still if they're not certain that they that it will be safe for everybody, then, yeah, I mean, keep them closed. But it's not going to bother me. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, was it AMC? AMC is yes. planning to reopen, and they have a promotion where opening day tickets are 15 cents. Yeah, there's, there's something, like, really <laughs> ridiculous like that. I, I heard from somewhere that they're already sold out for okay. that particular well, day. I mean, once again, that says nothing neither good nor bad. No. About the, the level of safety no. or the weariness no, of the American populace. No. But good. I mean, no. they, I know they're worried about being alive. Yeah, so. right. I just want to mention real fast that A League of Their Own is getting a series at Amazon. Okay. <laughs> That's a little bit of old news, but yeah. Um, the What's her name? Uh, Abby Jacobson from uh, Broad City is, I think, going to star and also oh, okay. uh, write, produce. I like Broad City. It's been a long time since I've watched it, and whoa, yeah. that's a that's a sigh. No, lost its lost its edge. Not it's as funny good. when something gets political and it's even like on your side, and you're like, all right, just just move on, though, right? Maybe I need to watch more like more fart of jokes it. and yeah. boob okay. jokes and stuff, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like when they have Hillary Clinton on, and it's like this this ain't it, Chief and Chiefettes. All right. Uh, um, speaking of series that are being uh, coming out or properties that are being revived, uh, a, C- a CSI event series 
is looking for a CBS green light. Okay. With Event William Peterson series? and Jorha Fox negotiating to return, along with some new Vegas team members. Really? Wow. Wow. So I... Um, what do you, I how do you think William Peterson's doing? Has he gone full Brando yet? God, I don't know. I haven't seen... A- I haven't seen him since he left CSI. Except for working constantly <laughs> until he just decides. And, and then, you know, once Brando, you know, he could have the pick his pick of parts, basically. But he was a nightmare to work with, so nobody wanted to work with him. Yeah. William Peterson has followed a pretty pretty similar track, right? <laughs> Early films. Yeah. He's, you know, God, he could drive a car. You know, he's a good-looking man. Mindhunter, right? Uh, or Manhunter, not yeah, Mindhunter. right. And uh, live and die in L.A. And yeah. he's just like, uh, you know, just, but boy, this guy's a real blue chipper. Um, you know, I don't know what happened, but it's not doing so many movies. Uh, lands a TV show, which, given the people what they want, they want some William Peterson. And, you know, it's, it's the ravages of time affect us all, except for Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. And mm-hmm. so he's, you know, getting a little, little more, a little more love to love. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, mean... wonder, I want him to come back for this. You know who we need, Grissom. Yeah, right. And they go to the local big boy, and they find Grissom. Oh, no! <laughs> he's like, you want, you want me to solve this murder? <laughs> and he's just like full on, barely recognizable. Well, I mean, that would be something for sure. I. He looked, he stared too long into the abyss. Yeah, right. I, I used to watch... Uh, CSI I like religiously I loved that show when it was on and and he was still on it it it, you know even towards the end of him being on it it wasn't as good as it was in its initial seasons but I haven't really besides him and like the other I haven't really seen the other actors on that show on other things like maybe they are on other things but I haven't really seen them anywhere some of them got fired for like doing coke and stuff so oh okay (laughs) So right. uh, maybe you wouldn't see them, but okay. uh, yeah, um, you, you know, they're all in his orbit. Yeah. Because he's got a lot of mass. <laughs> no, it's so mean. Terrible. <laughs> Speaking of other series and other revived properties, a MacGruber series is coming to Peacock. <laughs> I better not screw this up. Oh, my God. Um, Will Forte to star. Yeah, course. okay. Uh, I never watched the movie. Did you ever see that movie? <laughs> I saw it in a hotel. Oh, yeah. How was it? It's it's exactly what people say. It's, it it's is like, what it is. It's an hour and a half skit. Uh, it's a series of skits. Yeah. You know, they there was like 47 MacGruber skits on SNL. So oh. how, where do you go? You know, yeah. but, uh, you know, they take it. They take it as far as they can. Mm-hmm. And it's not uh, not entertaining. OK. All right. Um, I don't know. It could be fun. Is our Peacock shows like half an hour? Like, how are you going to extend this? No, this isn't a Quibi thing. It's just their streaming network. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I'm not done. Okay. A Fresh Prince of Bel-Air drama is in the in the reboot works. Will Smith will be attached as a producer. It'll be called simply Bel-Air. What? Bel-Air. Okay. 9023. It's different than uh, Beverly Hills. <laughs> um... Okay, I'm not exactly sure how I feel about this. I don't know how you can really, I mean, what is it gonna gonna be? Is he gonna show up? Well, as first like of all, he's character? gonna be a SoundCloud rapper. Oh my so god, it's gonna be this is a, it's about my life as all. Oh, ah, oh my god, no. That was, that was me hitting the beat button. Yeah, I got poorly. it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, 
that's it, this is the point we're at, right? Yeah, I mean, does the show work for, without for Will Smith with those those, those characters? This is where we are, I, I know, and like which Vivian? I guess the second one. Oh, jeez, Uncle Phil's gone. Uncle Phil. Oh, I mean, it's no. got to be it's Will Smith, right? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's he what I'm asking. I don't think he wants to do it, but but you know, just have him show up in the in the in pilot. The pilot. And then, uh, you know, like Fury showed up on uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. in that one sure. episode. Yeah, that's true. Um, boy, do I have any of the reboot news? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do. A Clueless series. No. Reboot is coming up at the Peacock. It's going to focus on Dion. Uh, oh, yeah. Dion? Dion. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, like Dion Warwick. Because, like, her and Don't Cher- do the bits. Don't do the bits. <laughs> it's the black character. Yes. Oh, you did that. Well, I don't... If you need to just visually by, distinguish them. Played by Stacey Dash. In the, yeah, well, let's hope she's not in it. Yeah, I, I don't know. think she will be. It's a little... I don't think she's she will a little, be either. Uh, I think she's too old to play a high schooler. No, no, she's... Not. Actually, she looks great, but... Does she? She's very... Um, she's very conservative. I've, I think I've heard um, that. This is going to piss some people off. Okay, um... No, this cancel culture, you know, they're, they're ruining her, her career. Wow. Um, she did that, right? Yeah, she, she did that. Yeah. So, so is it? Is she going to be a eighteen? And is it going to be like a high school? Don't you want to see what kids are doing in the flossing two thousands twenty twenty one? What year is this? The twenties, <laughs> the roaring twenties, high school. Sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. And I hope Avery Heckerling is is attached because. Let's see. She's been working this shtick for 40 years yeah, now. Let's see I if know. she can get into the minds of, of teenagers in the 2020s. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I got faith in her. But yeah, I know, right? Anything about Clueless is kind of just a reboot of Fast Times with no movies in it, right? Oh, well, <laughs> kind of. And, and it's Emma. And it's Emma. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody ever figure out like if Fast Times is based on anything? Like Measure for Measure or something like that? Two gentlemen of Verona. Yeah. Um, One works at the Quickie Mart. <laughs> Not as far as I know, but the that other would be surfing. hilarious. Yeah. That would be absolutely hilarious. I mean, he is like, I can't remember his name now. Forbisher, not it. I don't remember. Sean it Penn's character. Really ridiculous. You're watching it happen before your eyes. Yeah, I don't know. My ear just came off. Uh, uh, he is like a a Shakespeare mechanical type character, a Dogberry. Yeah, he kind of uh, is. A, a, a Festy, if you will. Yeah. No, he he, he plays that role. Too highbrow. Take yeah. it lower. Whoa. Hol- Star Wars Holiday Special is getting a Lego treatment on Disney+. Plus. What? Go home, Disney. You're drunk. <laughs> um... Okay, the, the 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 Star Wars holiday special is a, a special thing, right? It came at a special time. On a holiday. Uh yeah. After the, the first release of the first film, they had no idea how I mean, they knew it was popular, but they had no idea what it would become. And it's so silly and not really well I mean, it's beloved, right? But it's <laughs> it's, it's by some people and other people it's just it's a, it's kind of a mess. Um but it is what it is, and we've, uh, you know, we some people look back on it fondly, or at least look at it and be like, "Oh my god, this is such a weird artifact." Look at this weird point in time in Star Wars history. Why do we want to take that and put it in Lego form? Because Legos can make anything work. 
when you think about it. Are they going to make the story better? Well, they, you know, all through the Lego Star Wars games, they, I think they couldn't, because they used to not be able to talk. And then they realized, well, these are licensed properties. We have to have them talk. Yeah. And so then they just used, um, like, clips from the films with the background noise stripped out. Yeah. So if you're playing, like, you know, Marvel, uh, Marvel's Lego Avengers, he's like, I am Iron Man. Right. Uh, and it's just Robert Downey Jr. And then yeah. they like, actually cast people. So yeah. I can't remember if the prequel, I think the prequel games did have talking, but they might not have. But they'll have talking in this for sure. But what I'm trying to say is the people at Traveler's Tales Games are very good at making these little scenes and vignettes that are kind of funny. And unlike Lower they Decks, are. unlike Lower Decks, the Star Trek uh, comedy show, they're able to make fun of all the stupid things that are in Star Wars that we yes. all love. Yes. What is the stupidest thing that's ever been in Star Wars that we all love? The Star Wars holiday special. I have total faith in that. Okay. All right. Um, all right. You, I think you've convinced me. Um, this, the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep an open mind. Burp. Burp, and burp, uh, burp, burp. Yeah. news two minute warning. Oh no! Uh, remember that video about the two guys who are listening to In the Air tonight, and they're like, "Whoa, this slaps!" And they're like eighteen. What? No, Have you seen that? No, I don't know these these kids' names, but it's like two twins. They're brothers, and they listen to music, and it's a react video, you know. Uh-huh. But it's not like the Fine Brothers. It's just them in their bedroom, and they've gotten this groundswell of like people just like watching them listen to music. And so they listen to In the Air tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're probably 18, 19 maybe, but they reacted like any human being should when they listen to In the Air tonight, which is an awesome song. <laughs> so their video got like millions and millions of views. Okay. Wow. <sighs> what? I got a friend that's like 20. Should I have her listen to stuff and then I can reap the benefits? <laughs> um, and the song is now a sales hit again. After almost 40 years. What? You're kidding me. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. I just think we're bored right now, right? Yeah, we're totally bored right now. Let's just totally trash these kids. Anyway, good for them. Uh, What else is going on? Avatar, The Last Airbender, has a live action adaptation at Netflix. And the creators of the cartoon who were involved just walked off the project. Yeah. I think this is real bad news. (laughs) And here's what they said. Because I'm sure they can't say much. They said it didn't represent the show that they wanted to make and the show, you know, that they made originally. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, it's a Netflix show. I know. You think we're all waiting for an exact shot-for-shot remake of Cowboy Bebop? No. No. We want to see how they're going to ruin that thing. I know, but I think maybe... I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into this, but maybe maybe they, they felt like they were messing with some things that um, were integral, they thought, to the story, you know, and Like making everybody white? Yeah, exactly. But that, that's just like Netflix is, we've talked about this. They're just creatively bankrupt. Yes, they are very good at putting together a streaming network, making the right licensing deals, you know, knowing what people will respond to, mm-hmm. fighting hard to keep friends on because they they can see the numbers and they're like, we can't let the show go. We'll, we'll pay a hundred million dollars because it, it'll bring us a billion in revenue. Right. But they don't have no idea how to make a show. And you think you would just go, just actually they tried this. You think you just headhunt talent? Yeah. You've got a ton of money. Right. Go out and steal people. Yeah. Especially but then, now. What do you get? I don't know. Okja. Yeah. And, right now. And so what you did was you took a creator. 
who's very original and was willing to go with you, but then you didn't know how to manage him. Mm-hmm. Producers and things get a bad name, but they also rein in, you know, the more right. extravagant, the uh, yeah, uh, ideas that talent has. Yes, and it delivers something. Like I mean, like go make whatever, go make the Elephant Man. I don't care. Right. Mel Brooks let David Lynch do that. Great film. Mm-hmm. But if you want to make something that anybody can sit on their couch and watch, it's going to be this kind of weak tea stuff that's on Netflix. Yeah. And I know we, <laughs> when we give reviews, we complain about it. From a business perspective, I'm saying, yeah, that's what you want. But they don't know how to manage talent. So no. you get this. Yeah. Them ruining the most you know beloved American anime series ever. I know. Um, Here's a something else. Hmm. Two minute warning. Uh, Masquerade. The excuse me. Vampire. The Masquerade. Bloodlines. Two. The sequel to the. <laughs> it came out so long ago, but the original Vampire. The Masquerade. Bloodlines game has been delayed to 2021. I don't okay. think anybody's surprised. Okay. It always seemed a little bit pie in the sky for me that it would come I out this year. No, nothing about that. But it's uh, too bad. It's an immersive RPG where you play in the world of White Wolf's role-playing game, Vampire the Masquerade. Okay. And uh, it's basically a real success story. I think it was kickstarted. Um, oh. The game, but it's one of those things where the game came out. It did okay, but it was you know under undersold. No sequel. Um, they had sure. plans for one, um, and then it just sort of over the years. People, People kept going really... back to it. I've okay. gone back to it. I've yeah. played it, you know, I've, I've waited five years and then gone back and played the first one again. Um, they're a big mod community, uh, adding things to it and refining it. And so they finally got the uh, go ahead to do a new one and it's going to take a little more time. That's normal. Same yeah. thing with Halo Infinite. Right. Halo Infinite has been pushed out to 2021. That <laughs> doesn't fare well for the Xbox X, uh, S launch. Mm. But again, it always seemed a little, a little uh, optimistic that it would uh, be ready to go. What else? <laughs> God, so much news. I know. Um, speaking of uh, video games, the uh, creative director of Assassin's Creed, Ashraf Ismail, has been fired from Ubisoft following their investigation into his misconduct allegations. So okay. for once, one of these investigations comes up with something. Well, what do you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, he's a creep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now Fire we have to him. answer for why we let him be a creep for so long. Yeah, but, I know, right? Yeah. Okay, well, then, I think that's good news. It is good news. Here's some maybe good news. Uh, Looks like The Crown has cast Elizabeth Debicki as Princess Diana for their upcoming fifth and final sixth season of the show. All right. Um, That's that blonde giraffe that's in a lot of stuff. I know that's how you described her to me, and I can see what you're saying, but yeah. Yeah, very, the, very the, the the gold lady in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. uh, Volume 2. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I love the crown, so I, I knew they were going to, to cover uh, Diana. Um, uh, the, this, um, this past season, we um, have seen uh, Prince Charles a lot, and uh, they already introduced Camilla, so I knew Diana was not... But I asked you this before, and I didn't really get an answer. Um, I'll try my best. Isn't this like a Julian Fellows esque uh, kind of soapy titwank of the of the royal family? Like, sure, they're going to show that Margaret was kind of a a bitch. They're going to show that things weren't always rosy between uh, the queen and the queen's consort and everything. But ultimately, they're human. They're human people Mm -hmm. under a lot of pressure, and they're good people. Mm-hmm. Right, but like 
there is no good ending to Diana's story. Not just her death, but the fact that she was plucked from relative obscurity. Yeah, I know. Her life was ruined. She was publicly humiliated. Then she took all that and turned it around and became one of like the most successful philanthropists, one of the first people yep. to speak out about AIDS. Yes. And then she was probably killed by the royal family in Paris. Well, there's I can no, guarantee they're not going to spend Unless it that you're going to go bummer ending with this, there's no way to make this good unless she dies. We there are no this is it. This is it. Second to last episode or whatever the sweeps week episode would be, but it's streaming TV. She they they get a call. Diana's dead. Oh my god. And then they mourn for half the episode. It brings them together. They go to her funeral. Goodbye, English roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, but we're going we're gonna to go on. We're going to go on. And it's all about them. Probably. What a dumb show. I hate it. I, I love the show. I think it's really good. I really enjoy it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the show? Mine is when he when the king gives the speech on the boat. <laughs> Every episode ends with one of one of the other of them giving a speech. It's like the king's speech, the sixth season. All TV right. Show. Oh jeez. <laughs> um Uh, little jazz flute in there for you. Yeah. Woo! There's some this 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 song, this theme song, also the Spider-Man theme song. They're they're pretty good songs. Yeah. You know? They're, yeah. They're bangers. Yeah, they are. And I like the lyric, the Spider-Man one. You know, they're asking questions because it starts off. He's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He does whatever a spider can. Allow me to list some of the things that he can do, right? <laughs> Second verse, now the questions are coming back. So it's like, uh, can he swing from a thread? And he says, take a look overhead. <laughs> there goes the Spider-Man, right? It's it's present. Yeah. It's active. It's happening right now. Yes, yes. I like that. And the Wonder Woman one is, is, is kind of like that too, probably <laughs> designed around the 60s TV show song. Yeah. A lot of borrowing in this show uh, where she's... Um, she she can make a hawk a dove. She can stop a war with love. She's gonna change yeah, change the minds and change the world. Good. It's a yeah. very seventies um, uh, sort of seventies uh, place brain brain space <laughs> when people thought they could change stuff, and then they all grew I up know, and got right? minivans. Yeah, and that was the end of that shit. Yeah. Uh, well. Speaking of things being the end of things, uh, things are really bad at DC Comics right now. They are. Uh, I didn't mention, but we'll talk about now. Yes. Uh, AT&T, of course, is merged with Time Warner, and they're cutting the fat. Yeah, they really are. And so many, many, many people have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, over 600 people at Warner Media have lost their jobs. And these are, I don't know, they're, they're names that you probably wouldn't know. They're names that I know just from reading comic books for years and seeing them on sure. the front page under the Ardor and Rightist. Not right, but... There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's just like long time people who have been there, um, even people who um, recently have uh, helped DC Comics specifically move into uh, new avenues like YA, the digital space. Sure. It's just been zip, 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 cut up. And, yeah. and Jim Lee is not the publisher anymore. He will remain the president or CEO, whatever his... Uh, 
his position is, but he has lost the role of publisher. So they oh, are. Oh, I didn't realize they that are had making happened. Making moves. Why did they do that? Because they aren't happy with sales. <laughs> the publisher is like the guy. He's the top guy, right? Like he ultimately. I I don't know if this is true. What is this? The wait what podcast? I don't know if this is true or not. But he's the he the the buck stops with him. He's like the editor in chief, but like higher, right? Uh-huh. Dan Didio was this for a while. I think yeah. Jim, I think Jim. Took it on? Or maybe not. Yeah. But anyway, or the point is, it, it goes through him. Mm-hmm. So if DC Comics is, is doing poorly, which they have not been doing great, but although they have re- rebooted a million times in the last couple of yeah. uh, uh, years, um, then somebody has to get the axe. And I guess you don't, I don't know, Jim Lee's one of those guys that's like, again, it's like the guy who's like, stop doing coke, guys, Blade's coming. Like He's a guy who, I hear that he can be you know, a certain way, but... You'll never get anything on him. He's squeaky clean. He's a real great um, advocate for the industry. Mm-hmm. He's also, it's like when the this top slugger moves up into the front office, you know, and becomes the general manager of the ball club, like you want that guy around. Yeah. So they're not going to get rid of him, but but he has been, yeah, somewhat denuded in his powers. Huh. Interesting. Well, that kind of, yeah, that's... It's uh, really bad. And I have a lot of friends who are uh, working in the comic industry, who are editors and publishers in the comic industry. And so, yeah, when this is, was announced um, on Wednesday or Thursday, you know, my social media feed just lit up with just like, well, that's it. <laughs> looking for work. Or like, uh, you know, hey, I got a friend who's looking for work. Uh, right. If anybody's got anything, here you go. Uh, well, and I, I feel like it's, it's bad news when a major publisher like DC does something like this. Like, what's going to happen with other uh, comic book companies? Are you ready for Marvel Comics Presents Superman? Uh-oh. Is that what's happening? Well, one company has the largest entertainment corporation in the world behind it. That's true. The other one keep merging. Uh, <laughs> they keep merging. I know. That's so, true. yeah, I mean, it's very possible, just like how... Uh, Paramount or Viacom CBS now is like, we don't want to make books anymore. It's like, the Star Trek books have been your one constant source of income. I There's know. only so many episodes of Magnum PI, but every month you publish a book by somebody. And I know they don't make like a billion dollars, but people buy them and yeah. you want to get rid of this thing. Right. I mean, if I had the money, I'd buy it. I that know. sounds like a solid investment. Right. But they want to get rid of it. They want to focus on streaming. And I'm sure Warner Media will be doing the same thing. So when a huge comic co- uh, company goes up for sale, who's going to come buy it? Todd McFarlane? Uh-oh. Uh, don't. Now it's going to happen. I apologize, everyone. Don't. No. Too late. So Put let's talk there. about one of DC Comics' first and most successful heroes. Mm-hmm. A little lady named Wonder Woman. And you should see this woman. She is a wonder. <laughs> let's do this whole thing in the kind of sexist tone that almost all of Wonder Woman's storytelling has been done I over know, the years. Right? She was the JSA's secretary. I know, right? <sighs> She's a lady. Yeah, she's like, these are the only chains I can't break. I know. Taking steno pad notes. <laughs> um, we don't have to go through the whole character. Uh, I think we've done it in the past. I mean, we talked about the Hakatea just a little while ago. Yes, we did. Um, but yeah, uh, famous character. Um, surprised, a little surprised that she hadn't uh, had something before this. Mm. But of course, as the... Uh, the movement of feminism and women's rights grew in the country. 
um, the profile of Wonder Woman as a character grew as yes. well. And so I think there's the famous, um, was it the Ms. Magazine cover? Um, I think it was 1972 where they put Wonder Woman on it. And from then on, she kind of became like the new Rosie the Riveter um, symbol like of feminism. Gloria Steinem kind she, of like That's her magazine. Her. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I, I heard I somebody say that this is, are we at, what, what wave is this? Are we at the like sixth wave, seventh wave feminism? I heard somebody say on a Oof. podcast the other day, Rosie the Riveter, not a feminist icon. Because she represents a generation Why? of women who were given, empowered, and then as soon as the war was over, the men came home and they went, all right, you're all fired. And I'm like, yeah, but symbols can be anything we want them to. Yeah. You know what the, you know what the effing swastika is? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It doesn't mean Germany. It used no. to mean something else, but now it's permanently the Nazis. So I think we're pretty stuck with Rosie the Riveter at this point. I think she's a feminist icon. Yeah. I mean, I know that the women yeah, I'm not sure what wave of jobs, feminism that is. But, but, but that doesn't mean that... Star-spangled swimsuit or no, we're yeah. kind of stuck with Wonder Woman <laughs> as being a Aww, feminist icon. I like her. Feminist, feminist icon, icon, Wonder Woman. Yeah. And so uh, plans were drawn up uh, almost immediately after to bring some kind of televised version of the character to the screen. Yes. The first incarnation of her on the screen was not Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. Oh, who was it? Actress Kathy Lee Crosby starred in a made-for-TV movie called Wonder Woman, where Wonder Woman was had a star-spangled jumpsuit like Evil Knievel, and she had no powers. <laughs> She was just an international spy, and it what? was based. You know, it was based it's in part. Character. I don't know if it was based or they just made something up and then um, you know it turned out to be kind of like. But it was based kind of on the I Ching years uh, storyline of Diana when she lost her powers and she in was a the spy. late sixties and she went all mod okay. and became all like right. an Emma Peel character. Yeah, huh. so it was sort of based on that. Okay, ratings and this you see this quote everywhere. The ratings were good but not incredible or something like that and they're like all right well we got the option still what if we retool it to be something else so wait was it was it a movie or it was a it was a pilot it was a pilot became a movie like a lot of tv or failed pilots Uh, do okay yeah all right and and when did that come out 1974 okay gotcha they retooled the concept Mm -hmm. decided to make it a period piece with wonder woman uh appearing as she did in World War II, in the original yes. comics, yep. starring uh, Major Steve Trevor mm-hmm. and all the gang. And yeah, and it came out on ABC. Very nice. It lasted one season. <laughs> Did pretty well. The ratings were high. Yeah. And ABC's like, I don't know if we want to be in the Wonder Woman business. Uh-huh. And CBS is like, we'll take that action. It was moved to CBS under the condition that they changed the time period to the modern day. And so, okay. therefore, they right. had to rework the situation. Okay. Wonder Woman Returns. Right. The original show was called The New Original Wonder Woman. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> new and original. Yeah. And then I think the second show was called, like, The New Adventures of Wonder Woman. Yeah. So. Okay. Right. Titles are weird. Titles are weird. So, yeah. We watched the first, we watched the pilot episode of this whole mess and watched yes. the repilot. Yes. <laughs> and pilot... Applies because there's a lot of flying planes in these things. Oh my god, so much! A lot flying. of flying planes. Yeah, like fascinating a lot of to people in the seventies. Traveling could not take their eyes off a plane. Oh my goodness, so much time. Fantasy Island tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> um, I am terrified to ask. Uh oh. But what happens in the pilot of Wonder Woman? 
So the first pilot, uh, we are in the midst of World War II. And so, of course, the Nazis are the bad guys. And um, uh, basically, so let's see here. Um, uh, Red Buttons is like the head (laughs) Nazi guy. That's not Red Buttons. Oh, that's not Red Buttons? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Who? Okay. Somebody is the head Nazi guy. (laughs) Yeah. And... um, his um he he's talking to a pilot guy who's gonna do this the he's a, he's like a, why always the first scene I why know. I don't know Steve Trevor here's your blurb right here's your log line Steve Trevor dashing yeah. UAF pilot yes yeah no he was United he was Army Air Corps he uh he he flies to intercept a a Nazi, a Nazi saboteur saboteur yeah uh, he crash lands over Paradise Island in the Bermuda Triangle yes he is revived to health by the Amazons yes and the princess of the island Diana takes him back to man's world yep and decides to stick around a little bit and to see, help him out see what these Nazis are made of uh huh the end kick Nazi butt yeah that's the show okay all right that's so much better than what i was doing right isn't it yeah that, that is I, I mean we're going to talk about individual scenes yeah i know why I not know. do it in that part <laughs> we begin know. henry gibson is playing with I a know. pigeon <laughs> i know i missed that this still happens in some ways like you know robin williams does a suv or something like that but svu yeah, SVU. NTSF, SUV, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many letters. Uh, you know, the, the the classic era. This is actually the end of that era, but like the classic era of the TV guest star, you know. So literally, mm-hmm. like in the same year or around the same time, Henry Gibson is, you know, in Nashville. One of the Huge. most highly acclaimed. People like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of in films, people. But uh, people like that one. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's in a, one of the biggest movies of the year. And also, he's playing tea guy who loves the pigeons. I, yeah, I don't remember on his Wonder name. Woman. Yeah, I know. And that's just the way it was. Yeah, that's what it was back then. That's why Cloris Leachman is plays Hippolyta in this. Yeah, her mother. and only this. I know. And it's real. It's real sad because I think that she really set. I mean, she was working so hard. They're, they gave her nothing. I know. There's some jokes in this, but she was just. You know, just doing everything she could. She's just adding bits. To make it funny. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and adding bits and, like, you know, picking fruit and playing the harp and <laughs> just trying she's to have fun. Like, even, like, at one point she's, like, thinking and she even, like, she oh, kind of, like, men. And she's like, bites her hand. Ooh, and men. then it's, like, but it, yeah. but it's, like, funny. And it's, yeah. like. <sighs> yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it is really good And it's stuff. fitting with the lighter tone of this first series. I agree. They. Um, I think it owes a, it has a lot of Batman's DNA in it. So much. That's not a joke about Diana and Bruce having a relationship. Nope. Although it could be. It could be. Uh, but but it's not. You're not properly either <laughs> enlightened or disgusted by my joke. Um, <laughs> and uh, and that that holds through you know most of the first season. Um, when it gets to CBS, they're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's just a procedural. Pretty much. So they it just becomes more of an adventure action show procedural, and then in the third season, which we didn't really see, mm-hmm. it gets more hip. So that's when Diana is like skateboarding, uh, and she's usually she's helping like little kids, like but the rec center isn't, and she's well, I'll just skateboard because that's and what win we the prize. We're clamoring for <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the epicness, fighting, winning World War Two, fighting the Nazis. Yeah. Oh, I did a kickflip. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a it ramps down. 
that's too bad. Um, I think the so the first pilot is like super strong. I think. Um, I, I like the the comedy bits in it too. Um, it's fun and it and it goes places, and you're like, where, where, where are you going? Yeah, right. <laughs> like she stops a bank robbery, uh, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then red buttons. Uh, dogs, disasters, and drivers and dives, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daredevils. Yeah. Red Buttons is a uh, is a talent agent, and he's like, yeah. "Honey, with those bullets and bracelets, you know, you could really bring the crowds in." Yeah. And so he sets this whole thing up, and they, you know, it, it's an we don't know it's an assassinate an assassination attempt, I guess. Yeah, apparently. Because she's in a Daredevil act where she'll block, you know, bullets with her bracelets. Yeah. But then people from the crowd can come up and do it. And an old lady's like, oh, I have a gun that I'm comfortable shooting. And she pulls like a Tommy gun out of her purse. I know. And we don't know till later that Buttons is in on this whole thing. Yes. He could have just been a character who was like became a uh, fun side comedy character. I know. But he's written into the thing because then for the rest of the show, he's like the top Nazi guy and he's like Max Schnell Sig Heil and he's the, the main guy I know which is like what but one thing I thought and but one, you don't bring red buttons on to do one scene no you don't yeah and 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 one thing that I thought was was a nice funny touch and you know um he he kept like forgetting to say Heil Hitler or he would say it like in like a funny way you know like he's about to hang up the phone yeah. and, and then he then he pulls it back he's like oh Hitler, yeah. you know, and, and like you get, the, you get the idea that I mean, I know he speaks German, but you get the idea that maybe he's like, uh, you know, he's doing this for, for the money. Yeah. This isn't like an ideological cause for him. Either that or he's not a very good Nazi. He might not be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's maybe not very dedicated to the cause. I was worried about the implications of, you know, he's in showbiz. Should I continue? Oh, oh <laughs> maybe oh, he was like I a full on like race trader quizzling. So he already could speak hmm. German. But he had he'd done pretty well, but you know the business isn't going well, uh-huh. and plus he's got a talent agency's in DC. I know, like, right? Is he playing the Follies or something. I know. And so maybe he's like, you know, a, a, a young blonde woman approaches him, and she's like, you know, you can make a little extra money, just one thing, and to betray your entire race. I know. <laughs> and he's right? like, that's a living. Uh, yeah, I, ooh, I did not even think about that. What I want to know. Uh, and this, maybe this is just not important. So he sees the bank robbery, and that's how he knows about her, right? Well, clearly he was tipped off by the double agent, right? Right. He would have she... had to have known already. Yeah, but like, she doesn't know where he's gonna, where she's gonna show up. You know, no, the double and, agent. And doesn't. I wonder if these were two different characters because we go through the thing. Diana blocks all the machine gun bullets because, mm-hmm. of course, she does. It's all great. The next day, they're reading the notices. <laughs> this is Wonder Woman, by the way. And then they're going to split the money. And he's like, well, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And he takes the money. And she's like, you're taking all the money. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll just give you all the money and I'll be right back. And he comes back with a gun. Yep. And now he's a bad guy. Yep. So up to that point, good point. he was still, it was fine. You could have just had him totally leave fine. and he would have been a good guy. Yeah. But they really wanted that. And it paid off because there's funny things like him. <laughs> You ever notice that, like, in 70s TV shows, the thugs were just, like, somebody's uncle? Yeah. They're all guys with, like, gray hair and definitely have, uh, you know, a stage one uh, arteriosclerosis or whatever. And they're, they're <laughs> like, the it isn't, like, now it's, like, Batista comes out and he's, like, his jacket splitting and he's right. the guy you got to fight. But just a bunch of guys in, like, bell bottoms. I know, that right? she just throws because she can't punch them because, you know, they're worried about violence on TV at this, at this era. <laughs> so she just throws five guys. Right. 
And who, then they become unconscious yeah, somehow. Who look like they run like a deli <laughs> or a burger stand. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but there's, you know, when she, they kidnap Steve Trevor and she goes to rescue him and she busts down the door, which is really cool. And then all the, you know, undercover Nazis are like, kill her. And they start shooting at her and Red Button gets his gun out. <laughs> But he's seen the act, yeah. So he's just kind of like rolling his eyes, like blam, blam, blam. Okay, like, I know okay. This is gonna hate you, <laughs> it's, it's, but yeah. I got to do it anyway. And is that the kind of thing that you know, like we said, this is funnier? Were they smart enough to write that in, or is Red Buttons like, here's what I'll do, here's what I'll do. I've seen it, so I'm just like, oh boy, okay, we're just all right, six bullets, all right, not beat us up. I know, I know. <laughs> he just hates his job. <laughs> um, another. Um, character who I probably actually didn't have as big a role as as, as Red Buttons did, but I liked from the the pilot was um, uh, Steve Trevor's boss. Like well, I thought, General Blankenship. Yeah, uh, I I thought he was great. Like um, <laughs> yeah, they, he had some comedic bits. Yeah, too. saddled with a lot of exposition. Yeah, he, he was. he's the guy that runs in and like Mariah. Did you hear? Uh, did you hear? Did you hear? Yeah, uh, Steve Trevor's alive. But they say that he can't see anybody. There's a nurse with him. They say a weird girl in a bathing suit dropped him off. Yeah, I know. Right, we got it. We got it. Stop. Um, but I thought, you know, I really liked that. And I kind of, I don't know. I mean, the whole tone of the show is different, right, with the repilot. But I kind of wish that that character had, or a character like him. Yeah, we, we didn't see her. There. Um, but they do, Etta Candy does show up in... Um, in the first season. Okay. Um, the first season's weird because they did, like, I think they did a half-season order, and then it was popular, mm-hmm. so they made a couple specials. Okay. Um, one of them one of them had a young Deborah Winger. I think this was a special. Maybe this was just on the show. But anyway, Deborah Winger shows up as Wonder Girl. Oh, wow. So we're told in the beginning, you, my only daughter. No, nah, she's, got, she's got another daughter. I know. <laughs> so Diana's younger sister comes to Man's World, and she's like, I want to help you. Uh-huh. And so we do some, you know, Wonder Girl bits with her. Okay. Well, that's fun. I mean, one thing that we have in in the first pilot, which, of course, you don't have in the second one, because the, the, the deal is that, like, so this is 1942 Diana Prince or, you know, whatever. And, and but then uh, we flash forward to the 70s. She has gone back to Paradise Island, Themyscira, what have you, Um has not forgotten Steve Trevor, but has moved on with her life. Yeah. And then the new, <clears throat> I, I mean, I guess I'm kind of talking about the, the second pilot already, but um, the, the, the new Steve Trevor, who ends up being his son, who looks exactly like him. Um, but with 70s hair. Right, right, right. Everybody looked better in the 40s. Oh, my God. I don't know what they did. I don't know if it's the fashion. With the makeup. Or if they were doing a certain kind of lighting for a more period piece. But now you've got this, like, super hot lighting. Everybody is either tanned or has, like, a yes. thick spray tan. Yes. And, yeah, Steve Trevor is like, he looked good with this slick back 40s hair. Now he's got the hair helmet. And it's like, come on, Lyle, you were in Playgirl. I know. Like, um, like Wonder Woman's, like, eyes in the 70s one, like, just looked, like, droopy. And, like, <laughs> she, she, or, like, like I, she, had lost, she had lost some weight. She, she that... went from a Bucks and Beauty queen. To a lady that has to wear a, a she, and she's you know, older. I mean, she's like twenty five instead of twenty three or whatever. But like, her face had thinned out a little. 
that's fine. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was the makeup. I it, her eyes looked well, the, like they weren't really open. And plus, her her skin was so tan that there was no definition. So they had to like draw her nose and like chin back on in some shots. I noticed they had like yeah, the old highlight and low light lighting was in its infancy back then. It was not I, as good as it is now. No. But one thing that I liked, you know, and you, you see this in the, the, the newer Wonder Woman movie with the, the uh, when it was set in the 40s, she's completely new to man's world. She has no idea what any of this stuff is. That was, you know, you can mind that. There's a lot of comedy and like and bits do. in there. Sure. You know, she goes, she, she's walking around and everyone in the 40s is like, what is this lady? Where? <laughs> it's like a naked woman. Stop this bank robbery. Um, and... <laughs> She like looks at the shop window and and this one lady is like <laughs> that was a great scene. Come on in and she's like oh I saw you and she's like oh I, I had the perfect thing for you and blah 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 and and all this stuff and and she was like oh thanks and she like just starts walking out and the lady's like hey you have to pay for it hey like, and that trick's not gonna work on me another time right she's like exactly I'm, and I'm she, from the federation and we don't she, have money and she, yeah right exactly and she was like what are you, you talking about money that's um, like classical. Um, island uh, gay communism. What? <laughs> Themyscira. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the, the second pilot, uh, uh, not as good as the first. I agree. It. I don't know. The, the first one, you, you've got all the bits. You've got Henry Gibson like doing his little things. And we never get a resolution on that. No, you I have no idea just, what happens with that guy. Yeah, he just... Maybe I'm... <laughs> He's not going to come back. He's helping the Americans. Yeah, That's his whole thing. Right. But you think you, you want to close that out. So yes. he's um, he boards a ship, you know, for the for the Americas or something, or he escapes to Switzerland or or he's hauled off by the SS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to get shot. You know? Right. But it's you've got fun things like that. And the second season is, is, is much more. I mean, crazy things are going to happen, but it's it's much more kind of rote. It's just like this is, you know, this is an adventure show. There's a million of these on TV. And it's this just, is another one. It's not as I miss the comedy. To be perfectly honest, it, it's not as much fun. Plus, remember this is all um, pre George Perez and um, the Crisis reboot. Mm-hmm. So I can't track what Wonder Woman can and can't do. Um, I think she's still made out of clay, but they don't talk about it in the TV show. Right? Um, she's a gifted mimic, which I thought was like they should keep that in Wonder Woman. That's cool. Like that she can do cool. other people's voices. Yeah, but it's only in the first season. She can talk to animals. Which she does in some episodes. Okay. And this, her, and this was in the comic, I think, for a while. It's the girdle, you know, the girdle of uh, Hercules, or Athena in this case, that Mm -hmm. gives her the strength. Mm -hmm. So sometimes she'll get her girdle taken away, and she's just like regular strength Wonder Woman. Okay, sure. Um, I think she gets her bracelets taken away at some point, so she can't, like, avoid (laughs) gunfire, so that she has to get around that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like finding things, new things to do in the aspects of the character. Um, Apparently there's no... Uh, forbiddance on her coming back to Paradise Island because at some point I know, right? she just meets FDR. They win the war, and she's like, "I guess I'm going home back. cooking. <laughs> I gotta yeah, go back." Right? Yeah. And they don't. They didn't. Never. They never talked about that in the original pilot. Like, once you leave, you can never come back. That's right. never said. Right. So, yeah. And and her mother tells her good luck. She doesn't even say, "I, I look forward to seeing you again." So you, there's just no. It's just not touched upon at all. Yeah. Um, Blazing Saddles is coming back to HBO Max with another you know, intro that talks about the cultural relevance and the moment in which it was made. 
Really? The sheriff is in N bomb. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Did you just see that story? Well, I just thought Mel Brooks and oh, uh, just, okay. uh, you know, Clarice Leachman and Okay, so, okay. Yeah. I, I see your line of thinking there. Um she's huh. uh Captain America. She is. Now, technically Captain America came back to life in the sixties, so who's ripping off who? But <laughs> she, you know, comes to this world. She's held up as a heroic figure. She goes away for thirty five years. Yes. Comes back to the world and people have to kind of deal with like her being back and in this we don't see her go huh you got phones and cars now that's that's kind of neat like we don't see her react to the world yet but not really the um, biggest thing that she does is like she reacts to how expensive apartments are but that's the biggest thing that's captain america joke yeah right because falcon's like you're gonna find a place in brooklyn he's like i can't afford a place in brooklyn (laughs) uh which is totally true um so yeah i mean there's a there's a parallel there um, and you can kind of mine the same sort of beats out of out of that, yeah. uh, which we don't really see. Because no. it's really important that we fly an entire nuclear power plant to this country in Latin America. Now, a couple things on that. This mm-hmm. is pre-Three Mile Island. Wow. Right? Okay. Yeah. So in 1976, maybe you're like, yeah, we're just going to, this is how we're going to solve all these problems. We're going to just nuclear give power everybody a nuclear everybody. power plant. No problem. Yeah. We're giving it to a totally evil guy. Who has an evil lair in which he has cameras that can see into planes somehow. Maybe it was on the steward. I don't know. Yeah. And he's got robots that he can fence with. <laughs> I know. But we'll just give one to anybody. I know. And so that's their plan. They're going to do that. It's a horrible plan. Yeah. Not a great plan. But like I said, you know, it was a different time before people really became afraid of nuclear power. Yeah. Um, and so we don't ever see – that's something else you could have written in. This is written by Stephen Candell, the guy that created Mud for Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> so you'd think it would be funnier, right? Yeah. But, but maybe they got the note to not be as funny. Yeah. But you th- you know, you think you could write in Diana being like, hmm, nuclear energy. I remember at the end of the war, you know, they were – Yeah. That was a, a dangerous thing. Yes. Uh, man sh- maybe shouldn't have the power of the gods. Nah, just a, just a robot you fence with. <laughs> Good point. Um, I thought it was weird that they, I mean, I guess I, I get it. Like, like we were talked, we talked about, I mean, they, they, this is literally a repilot. So they, they kind of retool at least the beginnings of the story for yeah. the first pilot. Yeah. You know, like Steve Trevor is in a plane over the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. They, they go just, down. Yeah, they just redo it. Yeah. <laughs> He's nursed back to health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a computer. Of course, this is the 70s. You have to impress people with technology that we're not impressed by now. But she <laughs> works for government intelligence. And so she has Steve hypnotized to just always remember having hired her. Yep. But this is, Which the, is weird. the modern age, the digital age. And she's not in the computer. So she yep. has to sneak into the uh, the CIA computer or whatever yes. and then upload her fake personnel file. Yep. And she has a conversation with the computer the computer does come back, actually. Oh, really? In later episodes, um, but it's called Iraq. I know. It's like a, it's like a initialism, right? It's like I R A C. Yeah. But they're talking about security for Iraq, and I was like, it's just a different time. It man. really is. It's just another time. It really is. <laughs> it's so weird. Pre Three Mile Island, everybody's got a nuclear power plant in their pants. Yeah. This robots run on nuclear power, no problem. And yeah. then uh, a computer named Iraq. I know. That looks like light bright. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact, too, that they got the note. Uh, you can have a thing where a very f- powerful female is pretending to be a secretary in order to 
solve the job for the men. But uh, what if we gave her an office? I know, <laughs> right? So, like, yeah, she got an upgrade in the seventies. It's a nice big office. Um, I was impressed. I'm like, she's like his assistant, and she has her own like office. Well, she, I think it's more like she's a you know the deputy whatever of that department. Oh, okay, all right. Sure. How did we get this far in without talking about? Jessica Walters. I don't know. We're getting to it. Robots! <laughs> I don't care for Diana. How much are nuclear power plants anyway? How much could dollar? they possibly cost? <laughs> $10. <laughs> you pointed out, like, there's the scene. So, like, when you have a guest star on, we kept talking about how, I guess it's good for TV to fill out two hours, but nobody talks this much in anything now especially the bad guys i really enjoyed going back to the funny nazi stuff because you've got this pompous commander in his smoking jacket and the guy the you know 55 year old guy with the fencing robot who comes back in from a light yog in his like jogging outfit and is like tell me the information that you've got didn't turn me on as much as like the the nazi stuff did but they're guest stars, right? Yeah. So you're not going to hire a guy who did Don Quixote or something like that, and he's just going to show up when it's time to have the final confrontation. Right. If this was any other film, you know, they just get where they're going. Instead of the Amazons explaining at length how they put all the bodies back in the place that they were when they passed out. And oh, they, my they God. Put, you will pilot the plane from that. They would have just got there. Those scenes took forever. Yeah. And, and nothing, and nothing to really lighten them up. No humor. No. That's why the, all the Q scenes in James Bond movies have jokes in them, because all he's it's doing is just going. Now listen up, 007. At some point in the film, you will use this laser watch. Then you'll use this exploding deodorant. Then your car will eject somebody out of the passenger side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all he's doing. Yeah. But then to keep people from getting bored, you, you know, I've always been a fan of Chinese technology. <laughs> Nobody has ever said that ever. So they don't have that in this, unfortunately. No. Nope. Nope. But you do have Jessica Walters. And as you pointed out in the scene where the bad guy's talking about his plan, she like pours herself a drink. And so she's holding a drink and it's like, this is just Lucille Bloom. And then she puts her arm up on the couch. Yeah. And I've like, seen her do that so many times yeah. with Lucille Bloom. And they're not even done with the scene. And she goes back for Nuclear more power alcohol. plants. Yeah. <laughs> and lying and a whole lot of love. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, the Columbo episode that she was on also featured a robot. Really? So That's funny. I think it's a robot thing. Um, Does the lasso work on robots? I, I don't about this. know. Because you were convinced that the <laughs> character they brought in, who we'd never seen before yep. and really never saw because they nope. surgically altered him to look like Steve Trevor, yes. was just some guy. But you were convinced that they had re- that, like given the robot a face. Yep. And so now suddenly the robot is like... Two feet taller. Yep. And I was like, you're crazy. Now, you were half right. Because <laughs> that was a real man. But at the end of the episode, the guy's like, I'm going to fence. Wonder Woman, let's fence. And the yeah. winner takes all. And then he goes and like, whenever somebody challenges you to a fencing contest, don't let them disappear from view. Because he goes off and comes back. But apparently that was the six foot tall robot. Yeah. The fencing robot who she could never stop. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, what? And she like takes off his face, and that's how you know <laughs> Give he's me her a face. robot. I know. <laughs> so it made me think: Does the lasso work on robots? I don't know the answer. If to that. Iraq said, 
you do not have security clearance for that, Miss Prince. And she's like, do, 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 do. She's like, well, I do now because it's magic. What if she could compel yeah. anything to tell her the truth? Yeah. Huh. I mean, that would be helpful, right? I mean, that'd be beneficial to Wonder Woman, but I don't know sure. if that works within the realm of the story or not. But if it is magical, then why not? I think it should. Yeah. I think it definitely should. Yeah. One thing, um, so I mean, obviously I haven't seen all of these episodes, but I did like the invisible plane effect overall more <laughs> in the first one. Because Ex- they actually matted a human being in yes. instead of Barbie doll flies over the Pacific. Yes. <laughs> Except the only thing I didn't like was that the chair was not invisible. I don't know why so it was, it's like. Everything in this jet is invisible, including the controls and the steering. Yeah. But then there's like this red cushy chair. What do you see, Radar? A woman flying through the air, sitting on a chair. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then like... And the second pilot is just a Barbie doll, or you know, and then they have a Steve, Steve Trevor doll too Ken later doll. on. Yeah. I know it's like, oh my goodness, why? Speaking of Barbie dolls, what do you think about Linda Carter? Um, I think she's. I like her. I think she's. Um, take check this out. Okay, I said cap before. Female Chris Evans. Yeah, I could kind of see that. This works because she is completely guileless and open do you know she's what I mean? very earnest there's no darker chapter of this where we meet the 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 winner amazon or something like that although let's start writing it right now mm. uh where she has to like confront that society you know she comes back and we're still pretty convinced yeah women's lib and we need you know stuff's there's no gas there's problems in the 70s but this show is not willing to really confront those no and she comes back and it's just optimistic she's you know, open-faced she's she's a nice person you know, and it just it just works. I don't know if she's a Shakespeare caliber level actor. I don't think Chris Evans is, but no, right? It just, it just works because you know they're they're just good looking, and they're just you know you just want to trust them. No, I think that that's absolutely true. Um, she also like whenever there's an opportunity, you know, is like you know, well, you don't think very highly of women, do you? And like, well, you should, and you should, you know, you should work with women and women are important and you need to respect women more. And I, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, I know that that. Yeah. She'd never confronted. She'd never met a, a treacherous woman before until yes. she meets uh, uh, Mariah or whatever her name is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and throws her through like six plate glass windows. Like, oh my God. Like Robocop. Oh my God. She beats her up so bad. <laughs> I know she can't punch her, but she can like throw her through. She and would then, be so caught up. That fight scene was really funny too. It was. Because they've got, you know, they're just wrestling, they're wrestling around. And, uh, you know, there's a couple moves like jump over a table or something. And then Diana grabs the chandelier and it kicks her. So she jumps up and grabs the chandelier, but like it falls down. I know. She lands on her butt. I know. She's like, no. Yeah, that was, it's fun. <laughs> If you can't, you know, go real violent with it, then just make it fun. I agree. Make it fun. Always make it fun. Uh, This is about Lyle Wagner, who uh, R.I.P. passed away recently. Oh, R.I.P. Lyle Wagner. Um, Well, he passed away because he was old. Okay. (laughs) Linda Carter's like 23 in this, and he's like pushing 40. So, I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought he was good. Um, He's, I mean, he's completely believable as... um, you know, as uh, as as Steve, it's, he's know. like Chris Evans' dad. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, 
I mean, I think it was a good idea, like, if you're going to to have Steve Trevor in the show still, because that's such an integral part, and that kind of helps mm-hmm. link her. That's a, a reason for her to be there. And it, the cat parallels abound because she is in love with Steve Trevor in the 40s. Yes. But when she goes to the 70s, they cut the romance, and they're never, they're only ever friends in the season two and three. And in fact, he mostly disappears from season three. Really? Yeah, other stuff to do. You know what I mean? He's on Wonder Woman. So they kind of cut him out of the show uh, later on. But, um, you know, we see the evidence of that when fake Steve Trevor is like, well, yeah. let's just make a comfortable environment here. Let's, you know, you got any Marvin Gaye? And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, well, we're not doing this. Well, I mean, to be fair uh, to her, you know, she was in love with his dad. He's a different guy. And Sharon. Sharon Carter. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Sharon Carter. But but like she does she doesn't really know him that much um at this point. Sharon Carter. I I Who was Peggy's daughter at one point, but then was turned into her niece and became Cap's most long running love interest. Hey, yeah. your aunt was hot. Let's bone. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but they said no. Now. Eh, why? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Sharon Carter Captain America uh, romance. I'm a much bigger fan of him and Peggy together. So, I, well, you lucky yeah. so and so, you got your wish. I did. I sure did. Any um, other thoughts about the wonders of the woman? Um, I say check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a uh, Check it out or uh, let it slide. <laughs> but for you, it's a check it out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's funny because here's something else. Um, it's shot on film. Yes. Uh, except for some parts. Uh-huh. Like uh, I think in the first series they couldn't. Well, we didn't watch the whole thing. So, But in the first, uh, in the pilot, uh, the, the effects are on video. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times um, doing those like matte effects and stuff, you, you had to do them. It was just easier to do them on video than mm-hmm. do them on film or something. Yeah. And so normally you would shoot a show on film, then you would matte it down to 4.3 for home TV. Right. And then if you're going to put it on DVD or Blu-ray, you would just take like the master tapes, like the best tapes of the broadcast version and put it on. But mm-hmm. they had the film somewhere mm-hmm. and they have... Uh, you know, re uh, mastered it. Yes, and it looks great. Like mm-hmm. it's it's sixteen nine. You know, it's it's film ratio. Uh, it, it looks great. You can see you know their pearly teeth and everything, mm-hmm. and it's just like so. Yeah, this would be great on Blu-ray. Yes, I don't have it. I used to have some videos of it, but I'm gonna probably get it on Blu-ray because uh, yeah, it's just good. It goes down easy. Um, there's not a lot of it. She yeah. fights a gorilla in one. <laughs> Uh, she writes in the grand DC Comics tradition. Yeah, why'd right. they fire those guys? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's been dead for a while. But anyway, yeah, uh, I mean, I would definitely see say check it out. Yeah, do you want to talk about Wonder Woman 1984 like we're supposed to? <laughs> uh, we can talk about it a little bit. You yeah. shocked me when you said that the movie 1984 was based on the Rebirth. That's what I had read. Comic. Um, and I'm like, when you've got Cheetah and Maxwell Lord and and whatever. It's just kind of based on Wonder Woman, right? But is there something... See, because you suggested reading it, and I'm like, if it's based on it, I don't want to ruin the movie for myself. Mm. Well, I, I actually bought it recently when we went to... Um, oh, you know uh, all the secrets, a lo- Well, I haven't read it yet, though. 
Uh, World famous to a comic shop. Mind's Eye Comics. Yes. In Apple Valley, great. Minnesota. Exactly. Um, so uh, it, it's definitely, uh, I, I, I plan to read it before the, the movie comes out. I won't spoil anything for you. Um, but uh, yeah, all I know is, is that, like, that Cheetah is in it and... I, yeah. I won't say anything else because I don't. I, I don't, don't know what you know. I don't know. I, the I'm not thrilled about the cheetah. Um, never one of my favorite. Oh, okay. Wonder Woman villains. Okay. Um, Do you have a favorite Wonder Woman villain? Be dumb to say Maxwell Lord, wouldn't it? <laughs> I like. Oh boy. All right. So I'm going to say a bunch of contradictory things. Okay. Ready? Go for it. Water's dry. Here's another one. Uh, I, I like the idea of her fighting gods like i think Ares is probably like yeah or hades i suppose is probably like my favorite uh, villain of hers but the comic just crawls right up its own ass right it can't just do that all the time she has to be out in the world doing stuff yep so it's both my favorite and the one i think that they shouldn't do much i think azarello proved that yep yep um here's why i don't like cheetah i don't know i guess cheetah's fine she's just a lady that runs fast i mean like so does Wonder Woman. She can take care of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if Superman fought a guy that was really strong? Did do anything else? <laughs> soft serve ice cream come out of his butt? Anything? Yeah, gross. Um, and so, and then also, there's Kristen Wiig. Who your best Kristen Wiig is your full tilt Kristen Wiig, right? Like who can be comedic? And is, is Target Lady Kristen Wiig? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she can't do that in this. It has no. to be serious. It's a so it'll, it'll just be low. It'll be low it power. Then? Secret or... Life of Walter Mitty, Kristen Wiig, and nobody wants that. You you think it was not recast, um, incorrectly cast? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they'll give yeah. her like when she transforms, she'll get to go full she'll on. Be like, this is me, crazy. Like, and, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's something else. Doesn't this really mirror uh, uh, Selena Kyle in any Batman film? Where she's like, I, I've oh, heard that criticism this before. Michelle Pfeiffer is an uggo because she's got glasses. But then she falls out yeah. of a window and cats eat her. And she's like, suddenly she's like, you don't own me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, isn't that what this is going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Somehow Diana lets this hanger on this total loser be her friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Isn't she? Isn't that an act of cruelty that Diana allows this woman to drink white wine with her and just go, I want to kill myself. You're so amazing, Diana. Yeah. <laughs> in any other movie, in a Mean Girls movie, that would be, we would hate that character, wouldn't we? Yeah, probably. But somehow, Diana just wanted to be your friend. Yep. But she was a jealous little kitty. <laughs> the cheetah. That's why I don't like the cheetah. Okay. But I mean, uh, we'll see. Sense. Maxwell Lord, great villain. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Great actor. Mwah. Shut's kiss. So, so I'm so tired. I keep hitting my mic. So maybe it's time to wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> What's something that you want to see in the world? More nothing. Wonder Woman movie 1984. Uh, what do I want to see? I want to see Wonder Woman throw a sledgehammer through a Steve Jobs billboard. <laughs> it's 1984. I want to see Wonder Woman ride a skateboard. Cause... What do you want to see? <laughs> they'll, they'll do that. It's the it's 84. And at some part, some point, like we see in the trailer, she's fostering some kind of like urban art collective or something like that. So there'll definitely be like a half pipe and kids will be skating or dying. And then she'll be like, give me that skateboard. I want to know. Wow. That wasn't it. I want to know how, and I know this. That was like an Elka summer thing. Yeah. I want to know how like Steve Trevor is in. 
this one. Um, because he died. I I don't care. Oh, okay. I hope they don't even explain it. Oh, all right. Right. If you don't care, who cares? Okay. I mean, they'll have to. Yeah. So that's what you want. <laughs> wow. I asked what you wanted like an hour ago. I I know. Um, Come on, the show's been more than an hour. I want to see. I want to see cool eighties clothes. That's what I want to see. Well, you're definitely gonna see. That. Um. Haven't you had your fill of that? No. In all media, all the time? No. All I the- wish Etta Candy would be in this too, but I don't think that that's possible. Let's make that yours, Etta okay. Candy. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think the series thinks it's outgrown Etta Candy, but no. And more I, important than ever. Um, I really like the actress who played her in the first one. Uh, she's she's in a, a lot of stuff that I Oh, yeah, really she'd be like. dead, wouldn't she? She'd be long, long yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that actress, um, she's one of uh, Sabrina's aunts and... Uh, Sabrina, yeah, 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 and yeah. yeah, she's been another stuff that well, I really like. Screw liked. it. If if this is okay, so look, you we, you saved it, right? If this is just like magically resurrected Steve Trevor, mm-hmm. then you then you can pull the I'm at a Candy's great granddaughter thing. Why well, the hell mm, not? No offense to the actress, I'm a granddaughter. Let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You could. Yeah, you could do that I if you're not so. going to use it on Trevor. I want to see Wonder Woman fly. It's time. Yeah, do she it, cowards. Yeah. And I know that she's got, like, winged armor in this. I'm sure she'll fly with that. And she's got, you know, hey, if you can't fly, lasso lightning bolts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty, it's pretty badass. It is. But uh, stop being creative. Just make her fly. Yeah. I want to I wanna see her um, use her lasso more on people. You don't get to. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Did she use it in the first one? I don't remember. I can't remember. You have to tell me where the poison I think, is. I don't Invisible Jet was in the first one either. Was no. it? No. No, they took a boat to Man's World. Yeah, right. A rowboat. Yeah. Our robot technology is far beyond that of Man's World. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, okay. It's far superior. Forty-four pairs of socks and have them hanging out on the line. I can start an iron two dozen ships for you can come from one to nine. I can scoop up a great big dip. Well, I don't know what we did, but hopefully we assuaged the absence of Wonder Woman and the pain of that. Whew. Hopefully we were your purple ray healing that wound. <laughs> oh, bullets and bracelets is fine, but the purple ray, that's too far. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's been there for a long time. There, we we didn't and we shouldn't, but I'm going to right now talk mm-hmm. about the fetishistic aspects of Wonder Woman. Oh boy! Like anything, Rosie the Riveter, I think a symbol can outgrow its original intentions. Yes. Or the kinks of the guy that made it. Yeah. And the bondage part has always kind of been there. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he did the bullets and bracelets thing too. And it's so weird. Yes, it's alliter- alliterative. Yeah. But it's such a weird phrase. It is. And I don't know if like. William Moulton Molston or whatever was like a sports shooter or something like that. <laughs> like I he really, no he really had a kink for like, I want to shoot a bullet at you, but I want you to block it to show how powerful femininity is. Right. But that's been baked. This is all, remember, this is all pre-crisis. So that's been baked in from the beginning. Yes. For some reason, these women live on an island. Yes. They throw javelins and have Olympic games and only eat fruit. But in this little box, they've got two pearl handled 38s. With plenty of bullets. <laughs> With plenty of bullets. And so the this uh, this inspiring, fun series about a, a, a girl you know, becoming a woman in man's world starts yeah. with 
a lady just taking one. <laughs> just I know. taking a taking a slug. I know. <laughs> How did you get your powers? I shot a girl. I know. <laughs> so uh, it's just it's weird. It's it weird. weird mixed messages about violence. They fixed it in the uh, second one because she just shoots a statue. So that's yeah, fine. right. Anyway, right. nobody got hurt. Shoot statues with us, with us <laughs> on social media <laughs> and find us there at Just Enough Trope. Also, follow us on these uh, these services that we were talking about before. Uh, we could use your help. Yes. Give us a, a review. Mm-hmm. Give us a bad review. At this point, what? Just show us you exist. I don't want to solicit care. a bad review. I don't care at this point. I dare you. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, just just let us know you're out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, give us a, uh, a rating, of course, uh, because that's how the computers know that things are happening. Six years in, we're not going to get new, but who knows? We could get notable. <laughs> yeah, there or you noteworthy. go. Or noteworthy. So, right. who knows? So, do that for us. Uh, to that end, give us five bullets, and then the last one, no bullet, because it doesn't matter. She just blocks them all anyway. I love how she deflects ones that are nowhere near her. Oh, yeah. This one is like six feet wide. And she just stretches out her crane wing and just... Just, just, well, just in case. Well, you know, this... all ricochets go somewhere, too. Well, that's So a lady unloads a drum that. clip at her. The smoke clears. The entire audience is dead. But you got their money. So it's fine, right? <laughs> they do not touch upon that at all. Plus, you were a Nazi the whole time. So right, like right. So anyway, give us five stars and we'd uh, appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll be back in the future to talk about something else. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. Out of you,